Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Welcome back to Stuck in My Generation. It's been a while since I've did a podcast because it is hard as hell to find hosts that show up or are reliable <laughs> and doing it on your own is uh pags pags this is pags from mei studio in new What's york that? live from mei mei studio in new york it's pags pags is uh is a fellow youtube and audio much more uh decorated audio guy than myself but yeah. uh you know it, it's we have fun that's the circle of audio folks but Pags, no one's heard you on the show before, so go ahead, and then we're going to dive into this new Metallica album that everyone was so excited about. That's uh, we're probably late to the party review wise because everyone no, listens no, no, to no. it once and they're like YouTube video time. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I don't think anybody needs to hear about anything from me. I, I want to dive right into this thing, man. Because uh, well, let's do it then. Okay, well then first, say. <laughs> then first, how about you just start off. We'll go back and forth. Your experience with Metallica, what you like, what you hate. Just a roundabout quick history on Pags and Metallica. Wow. You probably right. played with them somewhere down there. <laughs> uh, no, but my neighbor was their drug dealer for a while. See, um, knew it. <laughs> I knew there was some um, kind of connection. It, there's always some kind of degree somewhere of something. Um, no, my my connection to them was when I first started playing bass, um, Cliff Burton, uh, he was like the guy that everybody was like, Oh, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. I was like, all right, who's this Cliff guy? I had no idea, you know, whatever. And, uh, I think my sister's boyfriend at the time handed me like a couple of cassettes. One of them was Megadeth. One of them was a couple of Metallica thing, like, but older Metallica stuff. Right. And, uh, and I, uh, I heard anesthesia and I was like, Ah, all right. <laughs> we, we I can get down with that. Um, and uh, you know, at the time, I, I was doing, you know, I, I was listening to like Guns and Roses and Iron Maiden and, and stuff like that. So, and I heard Kill 'Em All, and I was like, oh, okay, this is angry as I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, and then I went to Ride the Lightning. You know. Uh, everything else i mean after that up until like the black album is pretty much when i was like all right you know things are cool and then load came out and it seems to be that's where the breaks for everybody are hit <laughs> when it comes to metallica because not me things happened not well me. you know what I, I i'm gonna give load and reload like that transition like kind of thing because there were a few good tunes on those albums Right uh, for me, for me at least. But like after that, it was just like, all right, now, nah, now nah, I'm, uh, I'm good, dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, I, I mean, Cliff was one of my biggest influences playing bass for, uh, for a very long time. Actually, in fact, um, my finger style playing has been compared to his. Like I, I worked my ass off, like just learning how to play finger style like him as fast as he could, and and doing some of the stuff that he could. So an idol i guess you could say you know more than anything and uh yeah uh that's that's where, where do you where do you stand on mustaine <sighs> my curiosity there i'm a droogie so you know you, 
Um, if you ask me, um, Metallica kind of lost their way when they stopped putting out Mustaine's material. So, uh, I mean, I think they were putting his stuff out all the way up until Injustice for All. He had credits on albums, I think. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, to me, I, I, you know, I think Dave's gotten a little little stale as he's gotten older. His guitar oh, yeah. playing, I don't think, yeah. has. Um, no. I think some of no, the songwriting. At least songwriting, not studio-wise. No, God, no. He's a monster. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean through what Dave has been through in his life. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the, uh, you know, behind the music, the extended cut of that or anything like that about his whole life and what that man has been through. Good Lord. But no, um, I, I, I have not, but I will after this. Oh yeah. I, I have the DVD somewhere. If you need it, I'll send it to you. Cause it is, it is a it's must very, watch. I mean, very it's possible. phenomenal. It is Probably phenomenal. Take you up on that. Yeah. I, um, and I, I admittedly became a, a Megadeth fan over the last couple of years. And, and realized, in my opinion, how much stronger their body of work is from start to finish so far than Metallica's. Maybe not the early stuff. Like, I think Metallica had the leg up on them through the Black Album, um, but it, the gap was closing around that time, in my opinion. And then, and then yeah, I, I think I mean, Megadeth I, I has think, been better since that, that time. I think that's also because of, like, if you look at the songs that, made Metallica famous who wrote them yeah <laughs> I mean let, let's yeah. be honest here that's true so, you know but I'll that, I'll say the the early Metallica stuff you know I'm all about uh same here. Black Album was was kind of a switch up but it was like it was still good it was almost like a, a slight reinvention that worked really well I think it was then, perfect for the time uh, it was for, for, yeah. for everything that was going on in music, like the whole changeover to grunge and, you know, the, the hair metal thing dying. And like, it was, it was, it kind of sit in a perfect place. It was like, it was just right. I think for the time. Yeah. And then you had load, which I, I actually like for me, load and reload aged better than I thought they would age. And I'm not by any means saying that I think they were fantastic, great albums. I think combine them cutting their hair off with trying to appeal to the grunge and post grunge crowd. Like I, it, I think it pissed off the diehard fans, but I think yes. if, if you go back and look at it now, it's, it's still pretty solid. I think it's solid music. I think it's pretty good. It's just not thrash anymore. Like they, right. they progressed away from well, thrash. the black album wasn't thrash and the black album wasn't thrash. No, not by any means. It was more, you know, from, from thrash metal to just more traditional metal, metal alternative album. mix. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah but I, I didn't, I didn't hate those albums. Like I owned them and I liked them. Uh, didn't love them. Like they were fine. And then St. Anger came out, and I think all of us had the same thoughts on that. Which, by the way, <laughs> as I was listening, I, I've never heard this before, but I, like, I have posted on Twitter a handful of times, like tagging Metallica, not that they'll ever see it, but like, if you guys would just get in the studio and re-record St. Anger without the stupid snare, without the stupid garage sound that you were going for, you know, 
I think it has the potential to be an actually killer album. Like the production, the snare, the the friction in the band, like it was a bad mix. But there is a there is a guy and a, a bandmate of his and some guy from another band, my buddy Lawrence, we were talking about this seventy two seasons album today. And my buddy Lawrence said, Have you ever heard the twenty fifteen Saint Anger redo? And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? And he sent me the link and these guys redid the album without that stupid snare, like better production quality. And it sounds fantastic. They, they performed it like tit for tat. They didn't try to change it or anything. They performed it as if they were recording it as for a Rick Rubin or a Bob Rockers. Yeah. Yeah. As if they were trying to make a clean sounding and it sounds great. I listened to the whole thing today and I was like, this is so much better than Metallica's version of this album that is not <laughs> even funny. Like this is, I was like, that's if great. this was, if this was an actual Metallica album, like it'd be something to it, talk it, about. It would yeah. be, it'd be top. Yeah. It'd, it'd be top five. It was right. really, really good. And it, it was fresh and it sounded good. I was like, this is what I wanted Metallica themselves to do. But instead some freaking guys from another band did it and they did it so much better. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a sore spot for me. Uh, it was bad. That it was just bad. Frame. So when they were looking for new bass players, my manager at the time had gotten me an audition with them. Yeah, and I I flat out said no. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, no, I'm not doing that. What uh, was your reasoning? So that's Jason a big undertaking. Got, well, it, there's that, but like J. I didn't like the way that they were going to begin with. Like, I didn't like the road they were going down as far as the sound and the way the songs were being written and everything. To me, everything just sounded fake at that point to me. Um, And I had heard some demo stuff, which we got a track, I think it was, or, or something. It was a very rough thing that, you know, anybody that was coming down for the audition, you had to know basically the entire Metallica catalog, which I knew, like, 80 percent of so like anything that they played in a concert like i pretty much knew anyway you know just from having played it from when i was a teenager and uh there was this one other track that i got sent and uh i was like look man so jason got the shit end of the stick when cliff died you know he basically got cut out of that album when you know uh, when he left you know, whoever came in next was going to kind of get the shit end of the stick again, I figured. So yeah. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. And then after that album came out, I was just like, I had no chance in hell of actually getting that. Because from what I was told, like, the decision had been made before the invites even went out. And I mean, fucking Les Claypool tried out. Like, it was crazy. When yeah, I saw the roster. And, and he's definitely not a fit, but I mean, no, no, you know, but, it's just not his style, but it's fun. It's funny to, to know that. that I he, always wondered he, if they did tried. that just for the video kind of thing, just so like it was they just like, oh, have. it's Les Claypool, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I actually saw the roster, like the people that invited it, and I was just like, you know what? This, I, I, I can't hang. <laughs> like, yeah. I had enough confidence in my own ability, but like I, I told her, I said, Thanks for, you know, getting that. There's two auditions that she's gotten me in the past that, like, I turned down. That one I don't regret. The other one I do, but that one I don't regret turning down. You want to so, say what the other one was or no? Billy Joel. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That I do regret turning down. But I was such a metalhead at that point. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm not playing with Billy Joel. Like, Yeah, that's how that goes. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, selling out months-long, you know, stays at the garden. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have yeah. rolled with that. <laughs> yeah, probably would have been, you know, beneficial to the career. But, you know, things happen. Yeah. So, but, so but, we... Let's get into this album, man. Let's do this. All right. (laughs) We got. Let's note it up. Now, I I will say, um, I I did, I I do the reaction video stuff sometimes, and I did do a reaction video to uh, Lux Eterna. And at the time, in the moment, uh, because it was new Metallica, not that I don't get real excited, I do want to add that I think Death Magnetic is one of my favorite albums by them. So I don't completely, I'm not, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I love, I like that. album still to this day. I don't like hardwired to self-destruct. Not, not really a fan of that one, but, but for some reason, death magnetic, it, it, that's another one. It, that did, had it, it did something production me. problems. Like, eh, you know, I, you're the true studio guy. I can overlook some production problems. Like, oh, so can you, I. When you, Believe me. Like, when you put out "Sane Anger," like everything's going to sound great afterwards. So, <laughs> I mean that that played that played in their favor. I don't know, but I, but um, I did like that. I, the um, the garage, uh, well, not garage band. What the hell was it called? The garage rock band. Uh, oh. No, the rock band remix that didn't have all the problems with the over compression and everything actually sounded better than the album that they put out on that one, on Death Magnetic. Oh, Rick Rubin produced that, didn't he? No, it was a mastering or, thing from what I understand. Like, they just okay. over-compressed the crap out of it to, to get it to the loudest possible level that they possibly could, and it just really destroyed the mix. Because if you do listen to the, the tracks that come out, you know, that weren't super compressed, the album doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. I definitely think it was, it was at least... It, they're always trying well not this time but they <laughs> they they've tried the return to form and it doesn't ever i mean that the sound that they did up until the black album it's it's just over i don't think the only way they can recreate it is the live tracks from those albums they they can't come up with anything that's close to that and i think that's been obvious over the years but i heard lux turn and i thought okay they're going to try they're going to try to get thrashy. Track, right? What is it? Uh, I think so. I think that was yes. number six. Yeah, and it was the first single off of it. And I was like, okay, they're they're going to try to mm-hmm. uh, get back to their thrash roots. No, no, they're not. They're not going to try at all. So we'll we'll, we'll start out. Uh, I will say, I'm going to be complimentary and derogatory towards this band on this album. Complimentary because they are not spring chickens anymore. They are uh, they are an older band, and unless your name is Mick Jagger, you can't quite do the things you did when you were young. Mick can somehow. I don't know how, but I, that drugs. My wife went and watched him. I guess <laughs> my wife went and watched him, and we've watched plenty of live footage. And that that guy dances just as ferociously, you know, oh, yeah. well well into his late seventies as he ever did. Yeah. He's just a, a magical drugged up beast. But I will give I will give it to Metallica. Like they are at least still around, and they have enough staying power that people give a shit about every album they release. So, giving them a bit of a pass on the fact that, in my opinion, they're aged out. Uh, what they're doing is both impressive and not impressive to me. It's like it's it's an on the fence thing. Like 
I, you know, I'm going to tell you, you guys are older and you're as still much as, rocking as fairly much, hard. As much as I had my reservations about this album and, you know, this has been talked about for a while. I actually do have some positivity coming out of this as well. So. There's some. Yeah. I, I'd I'm, I'd be interested to see if what we're going to say on the positive is the same because it actually shocked me when I heard it and I'm going to let you go on this because I, I want to hear where your where your thoughts are on it. Okay, well, we'll start out track by track. The title track, right, sure. I'll just come right out and say the title track is the creme de la creme of the whole album. Like 72 seasons to me, that's that's the best song hands down in my opinion on the album uh it's a little long in the tooth seven minutes 39 seconds but every fucking metallica song is anymore they think they're tool i don't know uh you know the the length of the song doesn't work but the i want to say the freshness and the newness this the opening track got me excited about the album i was like okay i didn't love lux turn i didn't really love the rest of the singles i was like but this track is showing me that the album has potential so mm-hmm. track one my favorite track i i thought it was kind of fresh it was a little bit loady like it sounds half load but also half fresh so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna say i like this one a lot because i don't hate load and they are it does seem like they're trying for something. It was a good way to open the album. And and I did enjoy this song. I'll listen to it again. Yeah. Um, when the song started, I thought it was the beginning of Pulp Fiction. Um, it's it my had, favorite like, movie of all time. So that's great. I think that's probably why then. <laughs> it had that whole Mesoru kind of thing going on. You know? Um, yeah. It, it kind of had that thing. Um, you're you're 100% right. The, the songs are just too freaking long man and what was getting me like you know not to get ahead of myself here but this intro goes on for a while like always does yeah i mean it's and and they've taught us and they've kind of battered us into overlooking it a little bit just a little bit acknowledging it but overlooking i overlooked it because i was like you know i like it it could be it could be four four and a half minutes and i'd like it a lot more but I, yeah. I, I won't I won't be completely bitchy on this one. Um yeah, I, I one thing I, I find weird are the lyrics. Did did you actually listen to the lyrics? I listened to them, but I I'm one of those guys that nothing hasn't been said at this point in music, in my opinion. Like I, I just I'm I the lowest thing on the totem pole for me are lyrics because the, the only person's lyrics I actually comb through and give a shit about are Fiona apples because I think hers are brilliant. Uh, a band those like Metallica, from, those Fiona's lyrics come from a place, man. They do. She, <laughs> they come uh, from she's, a place. she's magic. Uh, James Hetfield is not lyrical magic. He hasn't been lyrical magic. Frantic, tick, 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 tock, frantic, tick, 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 you know, kill, 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 kill. I know I'm pulling from the same album, but I mean, I, I've never really gave too much of a shit about Hetfield's lyrics and Metallica has never been about that for me. I think that he kind of, um, said it best in master of puppets, just the rhyme without a reason. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, I think he kind of lived by that 
since then because uh, like when I listen to these lyrics, they're just like catchphrases and one-offs that rhyme with each yeah. other. There's no real depth to it. There's no story going on. Like you knew what no. you know, "Ride the Lightning" was about. You knew what "One" was about. You knew what uh, you know, freaking anything on the Black album. I mean, hell, the Black album was a you know magnum opus compared to <laughs> you know lyrically compared to you know just about any of the other albums, but. Um, yeah, the lyrics, man. Uh, the other thing that I, I kind of had a problem with was that the vocals seemed a little low. Did did that kind of hit you as well? I, I was trying to I was trying to figure out the difference of whether I thought it was low or if James just sounds tired. See, I didn't get that at all. In fact, my this is where my compliment comes from. I actually thought James sounded great on this album. I think he sounds. I think he sounds great, with uh, considering there's the slightest bit of extra rasp to his voice, but I don't. I don't consider it a powerful rasp. It was a tired rasp. It was a little forced okay. at times. Like it didn't sound bad. Like I thought vocally, he sounded as good as a man his age should sound singing on a, an album like this. Like I was. This is the part where I'm impressed uh -huh. and also like James is tired. Like it's not affecting it too bad, but I'm impressed that he still has this level. But right. I'm also com like compared to Pinnacle Hetfield, he sounded tired to me. I mean, he definitely I See that that's a hard one cuz to me, I think if the music was I don't want to say better, but I think if if things were put together better for this, I think the lyrics would follow suit. The, the raw emotion of the music from older Hetfield, from the older stuff, I think he fed off of that just animalness of, of you know, the ferocity of the music that was going on, like, back, you know, the first three albums. Um, I mean, that that's, you know, he, he was just a, he was a friggin' animal. And then, yeah. you know, when the music started to calm down, he started to calm down. Um, and then, you know, this album kind of throws him in the middle of two places because they're really trying to get that thrash thing back. That's kind of the way I felt, especially like on this track. Um, it, it really felt like they were trying to get that, that heavy chunk of, ch you know, chunk back and like try to get into like that thrash riff back. But it was a little too slow. You yeah, know, it, it was, and that, that happens a lot on this album. Yes, yes, I, I have that note like on almost every track. Like this, this riff should not be being played this slow. Yeah, um, there, there's and, a uh, whole lot of "Mama Said" on this album, mm, which is a load mm, or reload track, where they threw in that just little bit of honky tonk twang to the guitars that doesn't work, in my opinion. And there's a I lot agree. of that mixed in here where it's like... I agree. I don't know. The, uh, there's there's the guitar, just a little twang. The guitar tones were not Metallica to me. Um, no. They were it, it, um, they were the worst songs on Load and Reload to me. The tone mm -hmm. of the guitars were. Like the slowest songs, except they tried to metal up that guitar tone. And it just took me back to some of the slower tracks on those, those two yeah. 90s albums. Yep. 
No, I agree 100% on that. That that just the, the only tones that I thought were somewhat passable were some of the lead tones that, you know, Kirk was kind of throwing out there. I mean, we'll get to that in a minute, but uh rhythm sound, it was something just wasn't right about it. It just I, I think you're right. It was it had a little a little too much country influence there a bit, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like I'm listening to this and I'm just imagining James laying down these tracks with with that uh that straw hat on that straw cowboy mm. hat you know what i mean mm-hmm. that he's that he's wore in the past like i see that and you know he's playing something heavy but i'm just like mama let my heart go i'm like yeah, yeah he's just he's just a little you know there's some i almost wonder if and i'm not being ageist at all i mean the simple fact of it is is you know Metallica's an older band now and i feel like maybe after he lays down those tracks he he goes and puts on some conway twitty and sees if he can play <laughs> a guitar to it you know it's i don't know it's just a little something different and now and conway twitty that's right with james hetfield on guitar uh, yeah you know what real quick i i don't recall maybe i need to find comb more but i heard no has no oohs or no oh, you're yes. right no that, it, that was completely cold and I, I I got a couple little like oh he tried to do it there but yeah. they made him pull it back like yeah. there was a few end of words where he added the extra uh, at the end of it but yeah. it was nowhere near as pronounced as as no you know he became a character of himself you know at one point there and I think he got it reined in here pretty well he did but I still would have liked to have heard a couple I still would have liked to have heard a couple <laughs> yeah. of those because. Yeah, because I, I, that's, that's been a staple of mine, you know, anytime I'm excited yeah. about something, ooh, yeah, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> it's just a fun thing to throw out there. It's a, it's a signature of his and absolutely, I, I could have handled a couple of them, but I don't recall any, uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's bang on to this second track, Shadows Fall, Shadows I'll, let fall. You, I'll let you lead, I, oops, autocorrect, but follow, Shadows <laughs> Fall, I'll let you lead on this one, then I'll add my, uh. 17 word note to that one (laughs) um again man i like this kind of goes throughout the whole album i I think the kick drum on on all of these songs sounds way too out front in the middle of everything uh it feels detached from the rest of the the drums and to me it kind of pulls the song apart um the song itself it it sounds old and i don't know how to describe that um to me it just kind of had like this like all right uh we're older we're gonna rock but we're gonna rock at our rate at this point we're we're not gonna push the envelope we're gonna we're gonna keep it 55 (laughs) you know we're not going over that speed limit at all this time we're not gonna pull any uh you know you know any any speed maneuvers here at all um one thing i did find kind of cool in this one uh he kind of gave a little homage to avenge sevenfold i was hearing uh in in some spots with some of the harmonies that were coming in there um and you know m shadows shadows fall i was like oh is there some kind of connection here Uh, i don't know know? real real Uh, quick i i got it i got to know since you brought that up did did you listen to nobody the single that avenge sevenfold released no i haven't heard it yet okay 
I definitely want your thoughts on that. That's something you can just message me about okay. afterwards. Like they, yeah, their album's coming Will soon do. and I'm, I'm a fan. So, and I heard that and it okay. took me a few listens, but that, that's a good song mm. to break okay. down, which maybe, maybe one, one day we can do it just a quick 10 minute video and break that down and throw it out there. But it, it's an interesting yeah. one. I, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on it, but continue with cool. yeah. shadows fall. Um, the, the, one theme that I, again, I'm kind of finding myself uh, coming back to, uh, I mean, we're only on track two here, but we're, we're going to wind up saying the same thing over and over here. Um, I don't know what's going on with Kirk. Um, he's playing the same solo every freaking song. Yeah. Um, yep. I haven't heard a new lick from him at all. It's the same, like, you know, he's got like five lead licks that he's doing in different keys, but he's just kind of, you know taking a bit from this one a bit from this one and just kind of you know mixing them up a little bit but it's the same mm -hmm. riffs it's like you know going back to the megadeth thing like you know when a solo comes up in a megadeth song you know you're in for a treat there, there's there's some guitar magic about to happen and it doesn't matter what album i mean with yep. maybe the exception of risk but this man i i i don't know man the 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 leads, the solos just feel like unneeded filler to me that it was oh, just like, all right, it's, it's Kirk's time to take the center stage. We'll go get a beer, come back when he's done. And yep. some of these took a long time. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I can do nothing but agree wholeheartedly. Um, the, not to jump too far ahead of myself, but the album on Kurt's end is just a run on almost from yeah. start to finish. Uh, there's, there's, I'm not real. I, there was not one single moment here where I honed in on Kirk and thought like, there you go, dude. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was none of that. It was like, dude, like at one point I'm listening to this. And I literally voiced out loud. I'm like, dude, stop. Like, yeah. Stop. <laughs> I did the same exact thing. I was just like, Quit. Oh, you heard it already. Just enough. Yeah. It's bad. It's like, and I, and I know he got some criticism. I saw today that somebody criticized, uh, one of his solos on one of the singles. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'm not going to just play a pregios and Ying way the whole thing, you know, Ying way Malmstein. He's like, I'm not just going to do that the whole time. He's like, I'm going to make it fit the music. It's like, boy, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, you really did. And that's the I problem mean, with the album you know, that, yeah, that I've got again, not jumping out. ahead, right. nothing like the first, the first track stood out to me a little bit. Um, yeah, again, I just gave away a, a whole lot of my thoughts on the album. But <laughs> Kirk, Kirk, <laughs> just, uh, Kirk just, just seems uh, just like they're out of ideas. I just think they're out of ideas. I don't, um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think, what that band needs more than anything, and this is probably like, I probably should save this for the end, but I'm going to, since you brought it up, I think if they just said, you know what, we're going to forget everything that we've done for the past last 20 years. Let's go into somebody's basement studio, jam out as a band and, you know, record something raw and record something just primal like saying anger even that no no i mean honestly <laughs> like like have you ever heard the uh the garage days albums yeah i love that I, like okay. those are some of the best covers i've ever heard exactly 
and the raw sound of that is what makes it. And to me, it's just it, it's them jamming out their favorite cover tunes and just having a good time doing it. Having and you a good can time, hear yeah. them having a good time doing it. This, I don't hear anybody having a good time playing these out. And it, it's it's just really weird to me that it just sounds so put together intentionally and there's just nothing spontaneous about it. There's nothing yeah. explosive about it. It's just, okay, here's our intro. It's going to last one minute and 11 seconds. And then the vocals are going to come in and that's going to be this. And then we're going to have a little bit of a, you know, chorus thing here and then another ver it just seems so cookie cutter like the we're on yeah we're only two tracks into this and and then we're it, already we're, we're going pretty hard on it but but, but you're right no, but it's almost you know as if it's, they put a timeline on a whiteboard yes. and they were like here's kirk here's yep. you know here's james then back to kirk then we're going to make sure that lars does da, 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 da. Right. we're going to make sure he has that exact rhythm in every song which kirk's when he does, they're not Kirk, but Lars, when he does that, you know, mm -hmm. I've always kind of been a fan of that, but I don't want to hear it every track. Right. And they're like, you know, Robert, fuck Robert, you know, he'll just, he doesn't get a piece on the timeline. He can just, you know, play I, bass well, we haven't gotten there yet, but, uh, yeah. you know, he, uh, he's there <laughs> and he, you know what? He's, he's solid. Why, why, why may, maybe they should feature him a little bit. Maybe they should push him a little less clay poor flea like and be like listen we're gonna roll off you just just to see what happens just to see where it goes i don't know you, no you're you're absolutely right i think him i think he's the youngest member of the band if i'm not mistaken he is. yeah um not by much but i mean it's funny because he <laughs> one of the first concerts i was at he was the bass player for ozzy uh when i uh it was my my High school graduation. Instead of going to graduation parties, I went to go see Ozzy, uh, and he was the bass player. So I kind of have a little bit of a soft spot, you know, for him. I think he's a decent bass player. I think he's solid. I don't know how he writes because I've only ever seen him play other people's music, right. but I don't get the impression that he's that involved in the writing process. I don't think anybody will let him, and maybe yeah. he doesn't want to be. But but uh, one way or the other, he's. Yeah. One way or the other, he's just not. It just seems like he is not. Hmm. And I, I got to throw this out there. Hmm. I think, like, it's. I don't think it's fantastic, and I don't think it's among their greatest things they've done. But I almost can't help but wonder, like, Megadeth clearly sounds better at this stage in each of these bands' careers, and it's not close. And it makes me wonder, like, is it because of the changes over the years, like Megadeth is basically Mustaine and whatever people he picks up after other people leaves. Mm -hmm. And like the freshness that, that comes in with these guys, like their drummer is killer and mm -hmm. Kiko is killer. And mm -hmm. they're younger than Dave and they're, they're like, you know, he's, he's writing all the stuff, but they're kind of carrying him with them and it just all works so much better. It's like, what would Metallica be if if, uh, if Kirk was gone and Dave slotted back in? You know what I mean? Like, what if Dave and James did something together? How good uh, could would that sound amazing? Well, did did you see that they they did get together on stage not too long ago? Yeah, yeah. And hell yeah, I mean, there's definitely a different energy. Yeah, when that happens, and and 
the thing is with with them, like with Megadeth, Dave has always kind of had a thing of the people that I bring into the band. I'm gonna let them bring a flavor. Like it's still my music. It's still Megadeth. It's still you know this is my shop. But Marty Friedman brought a whole new flavor, you know, to the situation, and you yep. could tell, you know, what was Marty, what was Dave. Like it, there was, you know, Marty has a sound of his own. All of Dave's guitarists since Marty have had a certain flavor, and he's allowed that to kind of shine through. So I think you're spot on that, you know, having that turnover uh, allows the different flavors to kind of mix in there and keep things less stagnant. I think everybody in yeah. Metallica right now is still like liking vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And, not, and Megadeth has the ability a... to surprise us and Metallica right. doesn't yeah. have the ability to surprise us anymore. I think they do have the ability. I think they've lost the way of doing that. And I think it's because they either don't remember how or they're and just they're trying to play into the machine of yeah. being the biggest metal band yes. that's still out there. Right. Right. But as I said before, man, I think if they just said, you know what, screw it. Let's let's push all the producers aside. You know, let's just go in ourselves. Let's do something ourselves by ourselves for once. I think I think we would wind up seeing something tremendously different because I think the potential is still there. I I just don't know if the direction is being forced upon them or if they're just that complacent with it that they're just like, all right, we're putting it out. People are going to buy it. We'll make a mill. Let's move on. Yeah. I think that uh, sadly might be the case. Mm. Like, you know, we're Metallica. You know, like some, you know, the people that, uh, not, not to nitpick, but you've got um, people who really hone in on music and then you've got people that are uh, almost like, country fans with Metallica, mm. which it's like, you know, as long as I'm having a good time listening to it, I'm not going to dissect it much. I'm just going to, I'm just going to bang my head to the riffs, no matter how samey or generic they are. It's, it's Metallica, you know, it's that whole yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I, I think, uh, that, that, that's probably, uh, that's probably pretty close to it, man. Well, on the complimentary side of it is, the state of today's rock, uh, it, it's not bad still. <laughs> That's the sad part. In comparison, it's not There's bad. a lot of exciting in, stuff out there. In comparison, uh, there is uh, underground, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know what else is out there right now as far as metal and stuff goes, but you got to dig. You definitely got to dig. For me, it's not going to be on the surface. Like, you know, it's it's covered up with the Post Malone's, Taylor Swift's, and uh, Imagine Dragons of the World. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's mainstream music. I mean, metal has never really been at that forefront of the music scene in general. I mean, like... Maybe, maybe was not a, the there forefront, was a time, but... There was Pantera, a time it got Metallica, close. Megadeth, yeah. you know, when, when we... You know, there was... There was a ton of people in my high school wearing those shirts. Absolutely. I mean, the 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 shark fin surfaced. <laughs> like, it was yeah. definitely, you know, it broke water a couple times. Um, but for the most part, it's never really been a a thing that was forced on you like pop music is. Like, there's, no. there's not a lot of, uh, 
you know, there are, they do exist, but like radio stations, like how many metal radio stations are there that exist anymore? Probably far and few in between. Um, I mean, we used to have two, uh, here in New York that were, were pretty decent. Um, but they were only nighttime stations. So like the college stations at night would go like full metal and had bangers ball pretty much. Yeah. Pretty pretty late. But, you know, it was great from like nine o'clock till 2 a.m. It was just all metal on these two stations. And, you know, that's where you got to hear anything new that came out because they were college stations. So they got like all the pre-releases and everything else. So, but yeah, man, like I've, I've always thought also that part of the intrigue behind it was being able to go diving for that stuff and, and trying to find it because it wasn't pushed in your face. Yeah. Um, and and, and I enjoy kinda, that. Yeah. I, I, and I've, I've always that, been that person. Yeah, it, it makes it it makes it more personal. You know, you you're getting to choose to listen to this. It's not being forced into your face, right? And Metallica still is a little bit. You know, it's uh oh, Stranger Things, Metallica. <laughs> like we got some new yeah. fans. You know, it's one of yeah. those. But we digress. Uh, yeah, where where number are we three. at? I think number three. Early on number three. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel I feel like the rest of this album is going to go a little quicker with our yeah, with is. our notes. Uh, yeah, it is. This is Screaming Suicide. This is a single, but at this point, half the album's singles uh, already. This is the worst riffage so far to me. The most generic. <laughs> the The chorus is almost annoying. My least favorite so far. Uh, I called this the trying too hard song, and it was also too long. It should have been three and a half minutes max. Uh, yeah. It was way longer than that. This this song, I, I if I have my way, which I probably will, I won't. I won't listen to it again. I I, I absolutely cannot stay in this song. Uh, I, the lyrics know. are about as cheese as it gets. <laughs> Did you just copy my notes? Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Trash Damn. lyrics. Not not to um, be just completely derogatory, but trash you, you, ass lyrics. You know what annoyed me? And, and I don't I don't know if you pick, you might not have even picked up on this, but there's something and I started noticing it after this tune. And I didn't I didn't notice it in the first two tunes, but it, it could have been there. What the hell is Lars doing on that goddamn hi hat? Oh, it's always something. <laughs> But like, there's there's a part where yeah, but there's a part where like they're doing a guitar riff, right? And it would have been a cool part, like it would have given some like depth and dimension to the song. But Lars is sitting over there drilling away on this. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? I I have like these giant letters in my notes, like Uh... what the, (laughs) like what are you doing, dude? Like, oh man, and, and that's, same that's thing with the solo moments, again. It was just stop. Was, oh, just stop. Yeah. Oh, yep. It was bad. Next. It was bad. Um, Next. Yeah, and and, that, you know, and I, this this is this is the beginning of the end right there. Is screaming suicide. Yeah. The first two tracks, the, the I was, I was also, with it a little bit. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the title they're trying to be a little edgy and know that they're going to wind up getting flagged on like uh, YouTube and Spotify and any platform because of the you know the S word in there because apparently you know you can't say that on YouTube anymore you can't say it on certain other uh, uh, platforms I mean it's the title of a song we're not speaking about a mental health issue here obviously but um, and unfortunately like you have a title like that. 
you know, maybe make the lyrics something about that where somebody can relate to that and, and you know, find some kind of meaning. But there is just no meaning behind these oh, no. lyrics. No, all. instead it was like, you know, I'm still edgy. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I'm it was just edgy. a bunch of rhyming words that, that made you sound hard. Yeah. Yeah. Doc, Dr. Seuss <laughs> with a lot of hi-hat. Dr. Yep. Seuss with a lot of hi-hat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's bad. I hate, I hate being this mean to him, but uh, sleep lock, sleepwalking my life away. I'll just throw it out. Uh, this it, is a re- reload B-side. Uh, that's all I got on it. I just I, yeah, I thought again, Screaming Suicide was trash. This song was worse. Uh, I, maybe not worse. This song was as bad. I was I was just like... Give me something, please. Give me something, and and they yeah. didn't do it. Nope. I mean, the intro again, like over a minute for the intro to to get through there, and it was nothing exciting in the intro. It's just the same chug a chug a chug a. Chug a palm mute. Chug a yep. palm mute. Chug a palm mute. So many and, palm. Uh, mute, so many stoppages in the riff. It's just just. Yep. It's like. Vomit nothing stop, continuous. Vomit stop. Vomit stop. And I'm like. <laughs> this, this my is, my this note on this. My note on this song was uh, almost fell uh, almost fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I feel, yeah, I feel like such a dick, but it's true. It's just at least true for me. And it, this this was next. <laughs> next, uh, you must burn. You must burn another. Yeah, another uh, another catchy. Hey, I'm edgy title. Yeah, this was the first song that they had vocals under a minute. Hey, good, that good catch on time, that. First time that you heard a voice before the one minute mark hit, but I did, I did not catch that. That's good information. Uh, yeah. I did put maybe, maybe I caught it subconsciously cause I put this started really well, mm-hmm. but it's going downhill fast. fast. Like the, <laughs> the, the riff yep. was just as generic as the last song. My I only said, other note. Yep. <laughs> My I, only I, other I, note on this song was. I'm waiting for this thing to get better. I'm. Uh, it just says, waiting for the break, waiting for the fast part, waiting for it to get better. Yep. It just never came. <laughs> I, my like, last note on it was not sure this would have been good on the load albums. Ooh. Yeesh. Yeah. Just that bad. Lux Eterna. Yeah. Up yep. next. First single off the album. Have at it. What do you, you think of that one? Well, I thought that originally they had an old typewriter in the studio and somebody stuck one of the keys and it just kept going tap, 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 tap. Cause it just, that's what it sounded like. It was yep. just a stuck key on an automatic typewriter. Um, I just, I, it's the same story. Um, I think, uh, releasing this as a single was probably not a great idea. Um, I think the first song probably had more potential to kind of catch because there were some different parts that happened. You know, there was some, you know, variation in what was going on. To me, there's there's mistakes all over it also that I caught. Um, And um, well, there's a lot there's a lot of studio fixes in it. There's a lot of studio magic in there. And that's actually what I'm hearing. Like there were there were some bad edits actually in you know, in the mix that I was hearing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I was listening pretty closely on it. And I, I tend to pick up on stupid things like that a little more than the average listener because of what I do in the studio. But man, like uh, my note on here was, I hope they didn't pay somebody to mix this. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Not wrong. 
that and Kurt has completely run out of ideas. Oh, <laughs> so Kirk, Kirk is completely out of ideas. The like he, he's just done. Um, and uh, my other note is uh, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, these are the kind of notes that I take as well. Um, my, mine's a little, little bit. Um, I eased up a little after the, okay. the last three tracks. I, I got that they attempted, attempted being the keyword to go back to their thrash roots because, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you had that eighties thrash guitar tone in, but it was here. a little too slow. It was a little too slow and it was a little too polished and it was bordering on poppy. Mm -hmm. Like the whole song borders on Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Pop punk. Yeah. Yes. You know, th that kind of sound. It, it's just Owned a in. little too happy forward. Like anticipate. Like if you, if you, if you swung a different genre on it, like anticipation, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> something for nothing, something for nothing. Wow, looks a turn It could be, it could almost be a pop smash hit. Um, I, but, but my final notes on it is it's fine, you know. It but it gets it gets weaker with every listen for me. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, they're trying to get back to that '80s sound. I hear some '80s in there. And then the more you listen to it, it's like, no, it's more like the 80s revival that kind of mm. happened over the past couple of years. Like, it just yeah, it just didn't work. It was just misinformed. What would you have thought if that was the first track on the on the album? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't have been as excited initially. Really? As as 72 seasons actually being. Because I still, I still, after I get off here, I would probably listen listen to that opening track. Mm -hmm. I think I really, for some reason, I, for me, they caught a small flash of lightning in a bottle with the first track. And then it just burned out immediately. Mm. If it would have opened with Lux Eterna, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's just not again, giving too much away. There's not a song on this album besides the opening track that I really have an interest in going back to. Maybe, Maybe, uh, shadows that track, maybe mm -hmm. I'll have to listen to it again. And I will admit, I'm definitely one of those people that the slow burn happens. Like I will listen to an album. I don't know if you've ever heard of turnstile. Um, buddy of mine told me to listen to turnstile. They're a hardcore. They were a hardcore band. They're, they're bordering more on a, a different kind of sound now, but they're, you know, their roots are hardcore. And I listened to them and I was like, I don't know, but by the fourth or fifth listen, I was like, this is Nirvana level. Okay. And it, it, to me, it is, it's Nirvana level. Like I remember where I was, I went and watched them live after hmm. listening to the album for like, you know, four or five spins. And I finally told my buddy Lawrence, I was like, okay, this band is absolutely fantastic. I haven't heard anything like this since Nirvana. You and, gotta shoot me a link but, but it took a minute. It took a minute. Um, this album won't do that. It will no, not slow. No, no, it no, will no, not no, slow no. burn. There is no, there is no, it's growing on me. Cause there's a ton of albums like silver chair, um, straight lines comes to mind. That's one of my favorite albums. No one likes that album. 
Like okay. when Silverchair went soft and U2 called Diorama one of the best albums of the year, everybody's like, fuck Silverchair. Mm-hmm. But Diorama and Straight Lines, I think, are, are fantastic albums, and they both grew on me. And the first time I heard them, I was like, this is trash. you know. And, and I do that a lot. I'll hear something, I'll be like, what is this? And then after a while, it, it will grow on me. This album, this this does not even have the potential mm-hmm. to grow on me. Like right. it's that samey. Yeah, that that's the perfect word for it, samey. Because from one track to the next, like you kind of get lost and you're not quite sure. Am I? Uh, did I go to the next track yet? Uh, wait, uh... It, and it's getting bad. <laughs> Crown of barbed wire, another Ooh. banger of a t- banger of a title. <laughs> Potential is there. <laughs> Crown the of lyric, barbed wire. You know what I think of? I think of music. Pam Anderson and her barbed wire tattoo when I tattoo? see that title. Oh. <laughs> That's what I think of. And the movie that, that followed. Oh, man. Yeah, so tight, the crown of barbed wire. Oh, God. It's destiny. Where's your crown, King Nothing? Right? Where's your crown? Let's, let's start pulling things from you know, previous songs and rehashing them. But, and actually one thing that I, I was going to bring up a couple songs, I started hearing, um, I don't know if it's just the leads, but like there were either parts of the leads or parts of some of the riffs that I was like, Oh, you know, that's from master puppets. That's from this song. That's from that song. Oh, there's blackened. Like I, I heard just like little snips you know, a bar or whatever, like here and there where it was just like, Oh, okay. Like maybe that's where they were like, Let, let's, let's take this riff from, you know, master puppets and flip it and turn it into its own song. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the reason why master puppets works is because there's 623 different riffs in the song <laughs> and you're telling yep. a damn good story to go with it. The hell is crown of barbed wire guys. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. They they, uh, they they literally looked at us. They're like, Pags, Bark, Master, give me fuel, give me fire, Master. As it was, it was, yeah. I, I almost feel like it was a tug of war happening in the studio. And they're like, kill them all. And they're like, reload, kill them all, reload. <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, you, um, you got to figure it out, man. You can't, you, you coming out with an album for the first time in seven years, and having a tug of war between your old sound, but that that side losing right handily to the load reload era. I don't know if you thought that would be something fresh to combine all your sounds into one or not, but it just it's not. Yeah. It just isn't working. Um I just put on Crown of Barbed Wire, I'm getting bored. Simple as that. I'm literally mm-hmm. really, really bored. I uh, I played a game with this one. <laughs> did you did you drink every time they said something you'd heard before? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I would be dead by now. Um, but uh, um, no. Uh, when the solo came up, uh, as soon as I started, I heard him do it. I I was like, I started like meddling away with him, and I was like, all right, he's gonna go up. Sure enough, he went up. Went back to it. He's gonna go down. Up. Oh, he went down. Now he's going to do the Ben thing. He went and did the, I like, I called the solo note for note, like as he was doing it, it was just, it was too easy to predict it. It, it, it yeah. just was so, all right, yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is the Metallica blueprint album. This should have been called the blueprint. This should have been the title <laughs> of the album. Uh, just 
cookie cutter. Just <laughs> yeah, you know, on a have really that, have that M as the cookie cutter on the dough. <laughs> that that would have been a good yeah. That would have been uh, that would have been a good way to to put it. <laughs> anti risk. They could have called it anti risk. Uh, ch- chasing light. Same kind of notes. I've just put it's all getting samey, and the stop yeah. start the stop start guitars are killing me at this point. Um. I couldn't tell what he was saying in the middle there. Did he need a maid? Did he Doesn't need fucking lemonade? Matter. I, I I was trying to figure out what he was trying to say there. Um, uh, this is another one I wrote. I really hope they didn't pay somebody to record this. Um, and uh, the intro again, just get to the friggin' song. Like, what is the point of these long, drawn-out intros of nothing? Like, cool. Do that. But blast like a blazing solo over it or something. Put something interesting over it. Put yesterday's newscast over it. Anything. Like, make it interesting so that the monotony of what's going on doesn't become apparent in and of itself. And you just nailed something, too. There were no layers on this album. None. 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 Except no for layers. the very last song towards the end is the only time where I heard things. And we're getting to that, but... We're getting there, yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> but yes, you're right. There's there's nothing. It's a rhythm guitar track, drums, voice. Bass is kind of in there, but... Slot okay. in the solo. Go back to James. Yep. Pretty Let much. Lars have some boo 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 booms And... Yep. You know, it, it was, yeah, I mean, it's as cookie cutter as it gets. You've said it multiple times, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's just the best explanation. With that being said, if darkness had a sun, my notes, this is better than the last six songs, but not in a strong way. I put this is okay in capital letters. It is okay. I am okay with this track. This would be, this is one of the strongest songs on the album, and it is simply just okay. Um, yeah, my, uh, my notes on this one are, we're a minute and four seconds into this song and nothing has happened yet. <laughs> but that's every song. <laughs> but a minute and four seconds. So I do have one actual note here and I, I, I maybe you want to go back and listen to this one again. I kind of get a feeling he tried to conjure up his inner Dave Mustaine on this one with some of the vocals. Ooh. Okay. He I started getting again, into then. like a little bit of that weird kind of, kind of, you know, like that that sneery kind of Daveness on it. And uh, um, oh, what what that what is that song from? What is that? Oh God, what is what is that song? The one that that James has made fun of on camera before. Hello, me. It's me again. Yeah, it's me again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, Kirk. It's James again. But you know what? That song was interesting as hell because of I how like that song. different it was. I like, uh, like that song. That song was have... brilliant. That yeah. song was brilliant. Yep. That's the kind of stuff like, you know, uh, Mike Patton's not the only person that can do whatever he wants. Yep. Like Dave can do that too and get away mm-hmm. with it. So, yep. Man, that would be an interesting uh, combo. Dave and Patton. Yeah. Ooh. Patton's one of my favorites. So, yeah, that would be an interesting He's combo. He's a nutty I, I dude, man. I know. I yep. love it. Love it, love All it. All right, uh, number number ten, too far gone. Oh I said this track was aptly named. <laughs> I put that it fits in with the prior six songs, and then my last two words are "I am dissatisfied." 
Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it's the same song over and over it's and bad. over again. And yeah, yep. it's bad. Track eleven. <laughs> room room of, mirrors. of room of mirrors. Uh, I've just got the the vocal pacing was a mm-hmm. switch up I did not expect, but the music doesn't match the switch up of the vocal pacing. Wow, I have the same exact note. The music does not make sense to what's going on with mm. with the vocals. No, I, the, I vocal, the, the vocal pacing note. was abstract and creative, mm-hmm. and the music was like, "We'll just sit back here and stay in our lane while James does this." Right. And uh, yep, I, I I did put that it gets a little better as time goes on, but not much. But, but I this mean, was, it was it was interesting. It was interesting, and the music really let down James's interesting take on right. It. Right. Um, this is one of the ones that I had that the the tempo was a little too slow for the riff that they were playing again. Yep. I, I think yep. this really, if they had bumped this up, I, I actually want to maybe take one or two of these songs and deconstruct them in the studio and see if I can remix them, so to speak, and turn them into something. But I don't know if I want to dedicate that much time to this, but yeah. it'd be interesting to see if, if, you know, if things have been a little bit differently or if things were picked up a little or edited uh, to where you didn't have, you know, three minutes of intro, you know, per song, uh, you know, how that would sit differently, if at all. And this um, is why I don't dislike in any way load and reload, because mm-hmm. at least that shit's to the point. Right. No, like that they, they at least got to the point on those tracks mm-hmm. on that album. I mean, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire Ooh. happens before a riff <laughs> even happens. And that is rare. That is rare for this band. But that, you know, that, that laid the point down and, and set the pace from there. That, yeah. Are we on the, uh, are we on the last one? We are on. Yeah. Enamorata or however it's, I I'm, this is straight from a ghost album, at least in name. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this a ghost track or is this a Metallica track? Uh, my notes on this one just, you know, uh, I liked it at times. Halfway through, I thought it got super interesting. Uh, but yeah. again, overall, it's just too long. I mean, it, it had potential. If they would have condensed it, it could have been one of the more interesting tracks on there. But yeah, it takes too long. It takes oh. too long to get there. I can do that with bands like Tool and... God, there's a few other bands that are really good at play. Uh, Mastodon. I can do mm. this with Tool and Mastodon. Mm. I can't yes. do this with Metallica. But it gets interesting with those other bands. It's not the same thing, just chug a chug chug. I mean, there's points where you can actually hear where the cut and paste is. Like, you can yeah. hear, like, there's little nuances, you know, with the picking where, like, he, you know, you can hear this little irk kind of thing on the pick, but you hear that every eight hits so it's yeah it's like all right so he didn't play it like that that was just okay they got one that sounded good let's just pace 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 um yeah i mean 11 minutes on a song like this is you know if you're going to keep things fresh every 30 seconds um and and you know you're going to have highs and lows where you're going to bring somebody in and then you're going to drop them off a cliff that's cool, man. You, Tool does it all day long, exactly what you said. Um, right. Plenty of other bands can can pull off that, 
you know, 11 minute thing and, and make it work this. Nah, nah. Um, one thing that really weirded me out on this tune was the drums more than the other tracks. For some reason, the drum part here didn't work. I, I, it just, for some reason, it didn't sit right with me. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel like he was paying attention to what <laughs> the guitar and the bass was playing. Like he was just like, screw you guys. I'm playing whatever I'm going to play. And you're just going to play that riff over it. And you know, we're going to make this work whether it wants to or not. I mean, you know, and, and there lies <clears throat> a massive problem. If any other band was without a drummer, none of those bands are hiring Lars. It's not, at no. all. there's only one band he fits into and it's this one. If that There's no other band, if that, <laughs> yeah. Cause at times he doesn't. And, and that's not to say that I don't appreciate what he's done in his career because I actually do like, I actually think he fit early Metallica very well. I think he fit load and reload very well. I just, I just think he's, you know, he is, he has hit the peak. He hit the peak of his career before the two thousands. And and now it's just kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't even think he'd be a good session drummer at this point. And that's not to say that he's not. Oh no 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 no. Good at what he uh, does. I, I would not uh, in my little studio. I would not allow him through the door. <laughs> no, and, and and that's and that's not a detriment. This comes back to the whole no. Meg White thing. I love Meg White. Mm. Would I let Meg White play on just anything? No, but there's a certain thing that she fits in beautifully, yes. and. Mm -hmm. Lars still fits, but it's, but it's like, it's again, it's another tug of war. It's Lars versus the band. And it's, kinda, it's just, it's just a mess. Kind of reminds me of what they said about Ringo. It's like, Oh, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like this, this tune just rubbed me the wrong way until it got to almost the end halfway point where they, yeah, where they started doing some of that harmony kind of stuff, and there was some, like, different, exactly what you brought up before, the different layers. They started, like, putting a melody on top of a rhythm. We hadn't heard yeah. that in this album up until then. We haven't heard that for a long time, period. So why? Yeah. It, it's like, man, you you guys might have been onto something at a couple of moments in this over an hour long journey that felt like a bus ride. Like you mm -hmm. were, you, you might've been onto something a couple of times, but you completely ignored it and you mm -hmm. got out the big M cookie cutters, like you said, and you made your cookies. And then on the last one, you decided to do a lowercase M with some curvature to <laughs> it instead of just points. And it's right. like, give me more of the curvature. I'll take it. You know, I will <laughs> take you guys. I will take an experimental album from you guys at this point over. Let's show them. We still rock because. Yeah, sure and you do. That, that's my but, point. But, but, that's my but point. You, rock, you rock for guys that have been doing it since 1980. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean you rock in general. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something that happened after this album went off. I was I was laying in my six-year-old's bed because he, you know, he needs me to lay with him to go to sleep or my wife, you know, he just wants someone in there. After my little guy this, does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's been just, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's not tired. Like right now, just tired of laying in bed yes. every night at 8 o'clock. But after this went off, say what you will about this band, but after this album went off, 
you know, it just auto played to something next. And I think it went straight to ghost call me Mm. little sunshine or whatever. And I was just like, say what you will. This band is so (laughs) much fresher and better than anything Metallica has done in a long time. And I'm not a huge fan. I am. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I saw them in concert and I was actually blown away. Top five concert of all time was the ghost show I saw in 2019. Really? Fantastic. Like magic, wow. magic show. And I don't love their music. I like it. I don't love it. And I heard that track came on afterwards and I was just like the production quality. The mix, oh, that's what a song sounds layers. like. <laughs> that's what, yeah. I was like, this is a well-crafted arena rock you know, because people call it metal. That's the problem. Ghost, yeah. is, you know, Ghost is the best metal band out. Is it metal? Mm. It's not. It's like a sleep token metal. God, no, it's not metal. That is not metal. That's Imagine Dragons with some drop D. That's all that is. <laughs> and it's, it's, come on, man. But the, this this um, album just, I, I, I wasn't excited because there's no reason to be excited. There hasn't been a reason to be excited for a very long time. Death Magnetic, when it was announced, I was excited because they claimed it was the return to their thrash roots. That Mm -hmm. didn't exactly happen. So I liked that album, but I didn't come away from it like they're back. Right. They have not came back. It has not happened. No. And kudos to them for a long career. And their concerts, like apparently some people said that their performances on Fallon this week leading up to the album when they did a lot of their old songs... They mm-hmm. nailed them. I'm sure they did. But none of this stuff is going to be nailed in concert in the future. Yeah, I mean, like, at what point do you say, and I'm going to speak from some experience here, like, at what point do you say, okay, we're going to start just riding the nostalgia train and stop yeah, putting and just perform live and quit making, yeah do the godsmack right. thing. We're done after you this know? one. We cuz we know we're not going to top anything we've done. Which right. Godsmack's a terrible example. But cuz <laughs> I just don't think they're that good. They're talented, good drummers, two good drummers in that band. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, when, when are they going to go they're out of the stones and Yeah, well, it's Godsmack's just okay. Ready to know. do and just, you know, let's perform live. There's money in it. We're good at it. We're good at playing our old stuff. Let's just do that. I mean, they could just do, you know, in Europe, there's like huge festival circuits that happen every year, um, you know, which is what I, I had been involved in. And uh, like, it's just tons of different bands on a bill with like usually one giant headliner, you know, who bigger than Metallica? You know, you don't have to put out this stuff. Like, go out no. there, play your first five, six albums, seven albums, whatever it is. That's it, man. Just, you, yeah. you could, the, they could make a killing just by doing that, you know, I know, four or five months out of the year, go sit in California on, you know, on the beach for the rest of the year and, you know, collect that revenue stream coming in from, you know, Spotify and wherever else your music is getting spin from. Cause yeah, you really don't have to do this anymore. And well, no, cause at this I, point it's a detriment to their career. Uh, it is if if they lose money doing it. If they're still making money doing it, then... I'm sure they're still making money. But, I mean, it's a yeah. detriment to the legacy, I guess you could say. Yes, I, I will agree with you 100% on that. That, that to me, is, is where you have to figure out, you know, 
is, is this going to hurt me? Is this not going to hurt me? And, you know, who makes that decision? I mean, yeah. Who, who's that up I to? Mean, I mean, you could say the same thing for, you know, for, for, for Megadeth as well. Like, could they have hung it up five, 10 years ago? Yeah, they could have. Have they put out some decent stuff since then? Yeah, they have, you know, but, you know, it, it's, uh, maybe they think they're going to wind up, you know, tapping it one more time or something. And they just maybe. don't realize that it's just not happening. Oh, that I agree with you that ahead. it could though. I, I, I agree with you could. that it could. could like, cause I heard, I've heard glimmers. Yes. I've heard sparks. I've heard moments that, that if they would have honed in on these moments, they could have capitalized, but instead it was like, they ignore those moments. I don't know if they ignore them or there's not the person there that can to hear recognize and, that yeah. and say, Hey, by the way, guys, that right there, let, let's go there. You know? Yeah. And, and I, and I think in the past that may have been Dave, that may have been cliff that may have been Jason, you know, who, who's pulling that trigger now? Like, who's the one that's saying, Hey, yo, you know, cause Dave was the riff master. And, you know, they kind of built their sound off of his style of playing. So take your old tunes and, and kind of revisit that and say, hey, what made these unique? What made these, you know, so enjoyable? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, they, they were just angry. They were great. They they had yeah. raw emotion to them. And, and now listen to your song now, like pop on master of puppets and then pop on one of these songs right after it. What are the similarities? Are there any similarities? Is there, is there something that the second one could have done better to maybe pull up that energy that you had on the first one, you know, right? Like there, there's gotta be something that they could use as a reference point or a guide, whether they need a new producer or they need somebody else in the band that can just add that little spark of life that, I think unfortunately died with, you know, with some of the people that are no longer in the band. Right. And it goes right back to, you know, why a band like Megadeth can still, cause I mean that album they dropped earlier this year, the end of last year, kind mm -hmm. of a banger. I mean, for that, for, for old Dave Mustaine, I mean, it was kind of a banger. I don't know if you listened to it or not, but it was, it wasn't, Fantastic. I heard a couple of the was, tracks off it was of good. it. Yeah, exactly. I we'll heard be back as a freaking jam. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But jam. again, like, dude's like 70. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we're, yeah. I, I hope I'm doing that at 70. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where I want to give credit. Like, I don't want to just sit here and bash Metallica. The guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're up there now. I mean, that that's, that's the, the, the story of life, you know, and a lot of bands just can't. A lot of bands that their their best years are behind them, and and to me, mm -hmm. a couple of thoughts that came to mind with this album is one, uh, they are the Pearl Jam of their genre because Pearl Jam hasn't made a great album since mm -hmm. Ten. Sorry, hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. I love No Code, um, but I wouldn't dare call it a great album because no one else thinks it is. Yeah, but I mean, Pearl Jam is is stale and not good anymore i mean they're still good musicians right. in their own right but it's like they lo they they lost that that spark or desire or fire or whatever it is and and secondly metallica have just turned into the fish of metal 
They are just a jam band at this point. And the jams are very rehashed and very manufactured. And, you know, it's, I just I think that they actually jammed excited. it. It might be better if they jammed. Like, to me, it's just like a, you know, you're just chugging. Yeah. There's no jamming. It's just chugging. <laughs> I, think they th- I think they think they're jamming. But it's, uh, you know, the, the whole topic and idea of this podcast slash channel is getting stuck in your generation musically mm-hmm. and not finding anything new and not getting anything inspiring and nothing around the corner that interests you. And I, I think Metallica might just be stuck in their generation. And I've never said that about a band until this episode. And I, wow. we, me and me and my former co-hosts have covered a lot of groups. And, uh, this is the first one that I think they are literally just stuck in the pre two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if only they could still play like that yeah. <laughs> and write like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that, I, that's, but instead brilliant. they're just re they're just pulling from King nothing and doing crown of mm-hmm. barbed wire. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> oh. like, how can we take this song, flip it over like a grilled cheese and, and mm-hmm. get that same taste. And yeah, okay, man. I guess, yeah, <laughs> whatever you guys want to do it's your band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I, I wish it could be better and honestly i mean that's my that's my feelings exactly i i, I th- there's potential there that it could have happened it just didn't this time around uh no m- maybe next time guys uh maybe think outside the box a little bit more try again next time <laughs> <laughs> give, give it a shot next time <laughs> you're halfway there kid <laughs> Shit! Imagine the record uh, label guy saying that to him. Uh, you almost uh, got it there, kids. You almost got you, it. You almost got it there, kid. Keep trying. Don't give up. <laughs> Put your glove up and close your eyes. <laughs> Shit! Man. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was not a not a great journey. But at the same time, it was because some of my notes cracked me up. So I, I did give myself a laugh. <laughs> but again, no disrespect. I couldn't write an album as good as that. Uh, me personally, just I couldn't. Uh, do I think that means it's good? No, it's more of a detriment as to how bad of a musician I am. But <laughs> oh, come on, you know it's a nice effort, guys. I guess I just it's just not hitting. It's just not landing. It will just for another some. Metallica gonna, album. <laughs> just another Metallica album, which your casual Metallica fan is going to love it. Mm-hmm. They just are. But for me, after I've heard shit like Spirit World. Yeah. Oh, man. You, Dude, you, that that kicked my ass the other day. It kicks <laughs> oh, my ass man. every time I listen to it. It is like, man. it is just in your face. While Metallica's From beginning to the end. Way back like, there. <laughs> there there's, it's in not your face. A, there's not one moment on that album that you're just not getting destroyed. It, no. It's, it's full of vigor. It's full yeah. of vigor and it's full of like ambition. Oh yeah. And they're, you know, they want something. They want it. And I feel like Metallica's like, we have it. We've always had it. It's never going away because our right. name is Metallica. Right. And we are it's in the name, <laughs> the trailblazers of, of most of this, most right. of these bands that you like today that are heavy in any right is probably because of what we did and they're right 
they're absolutely right. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that you shouldn't try to push the envelope. No, not at all. And I, I think I was telling you, my uh, my my kid's godfather, uh, he's the drummer for uh, Agnostic Front, and uh, he took them out on tour uh, this past year. I think it was. Was it end of last year or earlier this year? I forget. But uh, he, he was saying a bunch of great guys, and that was the first like actual tour they had been on. And I was just like, damn, like this band sounds like they've been doing this for a while. Like they're they're polished and ready to go, man. These guys yeah. are ready to come out of the gate swinging. But oh man, well, well and, the, <laughs> and the crazy thing about that band is their well, their last album was like it was the same genre and it was really good. Not mm -hmm. as good as this one, but it was really good. But their first, the first thing they ever released released is like Western punk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, it's almost against me. Like, I mean, it, it's not hard and it's not heavy and it's still mm. fucking, it's still fucking good. Okay. Like it's, 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 there's, there's twang in it. It's like mm -hmm. the guitars are like, it's social D like it's a little okay. social D ish. And it was still good. And then I heard this album. I was like, what the fuck happened to this band? Like they're pissed off and they want to, they want to hold hands with Satan. You know, they woke up and, and they, they said, woke up. Fuck, <laughs> we want woke the up ring. Said, fuck this shit. Give me exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your belt. <laughs> yeah. It's fuck good stuff. Yeah, man. Well, all right. Well, that's it. Metallica. 72 seasons review over uh, it's always exciting to review someone as big of a name as this but at the end of the a, day do you have a bbsr for uh for albums fuck if i were to score this on the bbsr <laughs> it's below a five i mean it's just I below a five three. i was I've gonna got say it. three as far as the albums go it slots in right above saint anger Mm. I'm that low mm. on it currently. Wow. Um, yeah, it, there's just nothing really there. I did not like Hardwired to self-destruct that much. I, I felt uh, like I, it was just kind of lazy. I don't know. There was just something about it that just same thing as this right. album. I think it was the yeah. same thing. It was very just cookie cutter, just like, all right, yeah. we're going to chop and paste and chop and paste and, and just... Yeah, it didn't sound like they actually wrote a song. It sounded like they came up with a bunch of riffs glued them together and let James sing over them. Yeah. It was, uh, it was particle board of all their albums. They mm. took all their albums, put it in the shredder, glued it all back together and you got yep. the particle board album. Mm hmm. Sadly. Yeah. St. Anger might be better. I don't know. It might be better. At least it's more original. <laughs> at least they went, at least they tried something there. At yeah. least they gave something a shot. It just fell hard. Maybe try, right. try when you get time. Look up the uh, Saint Anger 2015, and I will give that will. give that a spin on on YouTube, and yeah. uh, it's pretty impressive. I was, I was quite <laughs> impressed with it. I was like, "Fuck, Saint Anger's a banger." <laughs> when someone else plays it, <laughs> oh shit! That's all we got, yeah, folks. Right. Next time, you know, hopefully we get something we can be a little more excited about and not tear to shreds. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This has been fun. Hope uh, hope it we can do it again soon. Let's go to sleep. We're old. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could probably write some good chugga-chugga riffs while we're sleeping. While, while I'm climbing the stairs, man. <laughs> I'll see you, fags. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, 
send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 